Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of our Footy Fantasy Podcast. Um, today is a review of the Derby, the Manchester Derby, um, for sure. We have uh, two new, well, a new guest, uh, a City fan, Yannicka. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. She's from um, Yan City uh, Podcast. Is that correct? Yeah, my podcast is called Gyaldem City. Okay. Um, and that's on Sarcasm City, but then I have my own YouTube, which is Yan City ENT. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, Daniel, returning guest, uh, United fan. Thanks for coming on, Daniel. As always. Hey, pleasure to be here. Uh, before we dive into the interest, the most interesting derby ever <laughs> we've witnessed, I'd like to tell you guys where you can find us: Facebook as Extraordinary Footy Fans. This podcast will be on YouTube uh, at the Footy Footy Fantasy. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast. On, it's called the Footy Fantasy Podcast, um, Instagram, Fantasy Footy. All our addresses will be at the end of the pod. Uh, so we'll dive in. Uh, so what we'll be discussing today, we'll do talk about the game. Not much talk about, but we'll still talk about it. Um, <laughs> we'll combine 11 <laughs> over the past 10 years, and we'll give our weekly awards for the week. So Daniel... Tell me, according to your manager, he said this was uh, his best performance, the best, um, the best performance <laughs> yeah, he, has, he has had. In a, he said the best performance in a derby, right? That's, that's what he said. That's what he's quotes. This is what he said <laughs> not the best result, but uh, the best performance. Yeah, that's, uh, that's straight BS. <laughs> um, he can twist it a- any way he wants. The, the truth is, this is the game you should have saved. Like, this is the gameplay you should have saved for Leipzig. Um, at the end of the day, it's just it's just a waste. Like, it's a waste of a week. Because losing this derby, honestly, wouldn't have mattered if we had secured our spot in the, you know, round of 16. And the fact that, okay, you've lost the chance to go, you know, to, the, to continue the Champions League. And then you end up drawing at home. It's like, you know, what's the point? What what were your priorities, you know? Um, so it, it's weird. Like, sometimes when you hear him speak, it's like, what is this guy talking about? Like, I know you have to be, or you have to be a manager, you have to be, like, diplomatic. You have to, you know, say things that, you know, would kind of, like, lift the mood. But sometimes, like, just say the plain no truth. Like, that was a... That was a terrible performance. Maybe he's looking at it in terms of, oh, it may be if we could have done this kind of performance against Leipzig, you know, we wouldn't be in, in the shit we're in. And that's for him. It's like, okay, credit to the performance. But it was it was a horrible game to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Yannicka. Yeah. Tiger is on, Yeah. <laughs> What are your thoughts about that about that derby? Um, I keep saying it. I think it's the worst derby I've ever seen. Um, normally in a derby, win or lose, there's passion. The players turn up. They mm-hmm. go for it. There's usually a scrap or two in in the middle. Um, you know, there's all sorts of stuff happens. Fighting, red cards, just excitement. Um, I expected excitement. We didn't get that. Um, I think City's season so far has been a little bit slow. 
we haven't looked good in terms of being clinical. We're not clinical. So everything kind of works. And then when we get into the final third, it doesn't, doesn't quite click. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's been a problem for us throughout the season. I thought we were kind of over it a little bit because when we qualified in the Champions League, we then looked like we were focusing back on the league and we got a few good results. But then it kind of seems like we had the same problem with United that we've been having before, you know, our good form kind of came in. Um, so I think there's definitely issues there with City going forward. Um, I'm happy with our defence. I think we've definitely tightened up at the back. We needed to do that and we have. Um, Pep clearly set up the game to stop Man United counter-attacking because he didn't want to lose. Um, and it worked but we didn't win either. And I just think, just the, for me, the lack of passion. As a Mancunian, that's what I want to see. And we didn't get that. And I think it's just, you know, a lot of fans are saying kind of like, oh, well, it's a point. That's not the point. Like, I think City fans would have rather we went out there, fought hard for it and lost. Because at least then you can say, well, we went for it. Mm-hmm. Well, we just didn't go for it. United didn't go for it. It looked like we could have played another hour and both teams wouldn't have scored. It's just poor, just poor all over. Correct. All over. Poor. Yeah. Um, defensively, quite good though for both teams, you know, depending on how you want to look at mm-hmm. it. And that's probably why Ole is saying it was a good game because, you know, when you're coming up against Raheem, Mares, you know, and Gab, you probably think you might concede, whereas Maguire did well. Mm-hmm. So, Defensively and in the midfield, not too bad. But going forward, both teams shocking. And yeah, I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, did, you, uh, did you see the Did you see the images of of the players like hugging and stuff after the uh, game? Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> what are like, your thoughts about that, Daniel? Finish then. I'll ask Yannicka. What are your thoughts, Daniel? I'm like, this is a derby. Like, we're not friends. <laughs> like for 90 minutes, we're not even like you can't show that. Like, could you imagine, like, like the obviously like the, the the classic games, like United going to going to uh, play Arsenal, for instance, and like Vieira and Keane hugging it out after the game? Like, no, I'll, honestly, even if that game was boring and you know we had like maybe a couple red cards or like multiple bookings, I was like, okay, yeah, at least you know the intensity is there, the intent is there, but like there was absolutely nothing. It's just like hugging and joking after the game, like it's a friendly. What are your thoughts, Yannicka? Game's game's gone. Game's gone. gone. You know what? You know what? Like I, it's interesting actually because I was saying earlier, I was on a podcast earlier, and I was saying that I remember um, when Van Persie scored that late winner at the Etihad. That night there was an awards show or something like that, and Joe Hart was sat next to Van Persie like this, laughing. And City fans got onto him because they were like, under no circumstances, mm-hmm. do you lose a derby that late and then you're laughing and joking with the match winner the same mm-hmm. night? And City fans got onto him. And like, I don't know, maybe because John Stones is not from Manchester, I don't know. And this is why I would have liked to have seen Foden because he he's not, the passion would have been there for him, regardless of how he played. The mm-hmm. passion would have been there. Um but I just think it's it's mad because like Sergio Aguero, he's literally said on 
like when interviews, when they've asked him, he's like, if I see a Man United player, I cross the road. But the thing is like, he's not being serious because he's friends with Raja and he's friends with the Argentinians that play for Man United. But it's like, he's not going to come out there and say, oh yeah, when I see United player, I'm Pali Like he doesn't say that. Mm -hmm. And they asked him once, if you could take one Man United player in your squad, who would you take? And he said, I play with 10 men. This is what I want to see from my players. I don't care if he's being mm-hmm. truthful or not. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see as a City fan. You know, I'd, company wouldn't have it. If company was on that pitch, John Stones would not be hugging up Maguire. Um, and I just feel like, you know, your Zabaletas, your Agueros, your companies, the people that wouldn't do that were not on the pitch. And it's just like, I don't care if Stones is friends with Maguire. They play mm-hmm. together, you know, for England, but you just, you can't do that on Derby Day. And especially if you win, do it. Do you know what I mean? And then it's on the other player then. Yeah, because yeah, Maguire yeah. would have been, it would have been yeah. Maguire widely hugging up Stones. But to be fair, they both had a good performance in terms of defence because we, they didn't concede. But win the game first and then you can hug. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just, it's fans do not want to see that. And fans are not happy. And they shouldn't be. So, yeah. <laughs> That's my rant over. That's that's fair enough. Funny enough, I have a totally different opinion than both of you. Totally different opinion. The whole um, the game is gone. We need to show passion. I feel like football has moved on from the dark ages of oh fire and grit. I, like on the pitch, I want to see that. I absolutely agree. After the game, all those things. Like I feel like the game is has moved past that. Like think people want to see, for example, two people going at each other. Screaming, that's why you don't really see teammates going at each other anymore. It doesn't mean when they go into the dressing room, they give each other a rollicking, right? The, the time we lost to Spurs, we had Bruno and Matic went at it in the dressing room, you know. So, like, that's why you, you see a lot of times players are angry with each other, they talk to each other, they cover their mouths. Because uh-huh. I feel like where we are now, people have to be careful what they say on how they portray things. So, those things personally to me, and this is me that I've been watching football for over 20 something years, I, I grew up experiencing. Roy King, company, like the, the the physical players, you know, like the hatchet men who all did you just go and hack people down. The um Haaland's father, what's his name again? Oh, uh yeah, Haaland. Like, I, I grew up watching all of this. Trust me. Oh, oh yeah, his dad, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his dad, Alf England <laughs> Haaland. I grew up watching all of this hatchet men. I remember all of this very well, but I, I also understand that football has changed, the time times have changed. That's just my personal opinion. As a Mancunian, I respect that and I understand that. If I was a Mancunian, maybe I would have seen this totally, totally differently, right? But for me, from the outside looking in, not being a Mancunian, but still being a Manchester United fan, I, those things don't really matter to me as much, to be honest. What I want to see is the passion on the pitch. Uh-huh. After yeah, the do, you, over, do you know what? I think if there'd been passion on the pitch... On the pitch, yeah, you, you probably wouldn't have had a problem with yeah, that. Too. I don't think yeah. this conversation will be happening. It's the uh-huh. fact that the derby was nicey-nicey it That's looked true. like they said before the game, mm-hmm. draw, like it was terrible. Um, and then after that, you're hugging each other like you've got something to celebrate. That's not something to celebrate. Like, yeah, you know, like I I think if you win the game, that's different because you're celebrating. And then if he doesn't want to hug you, that's fine. But I think players are friends. We know that like where I grew up, a lot of footballers live in that yeah. area. Like you see, they live very close together. Um, a lot of them live on like the same road. Do you know what I mean? So I get that they live together, they're friends outside of football, but 
it's like even if you do that in the tunnel it's just a little bit better I just think on the pitch like there's mm-hmm. no fans um but the the cameras are still rolling I think you need to go into the um go into the tunnel and hug each other like Man City they have um tunnel cam they have like a yeah tunnel camera so every so you can go and watch like all the matches and you see players come off the pitch and they're swapping shirts and they're hugging but they don't do it in front of the fans and I just think I know there's no fans in the stadium but it's like you still got a kind of mm-hmm. you know meet them after the game if you want to I just think I just don't get that hugging thing it was a yeah. bit weird I don't mind giving a shake of the hand that's that sportsmanship yeah or hug, like, <laughs> like both of that. both of you live in Manchester. You like you're always gonna see yeah. each other. Like, what's? Uh, it tells you how interested the game, how interesting yeah. the game was. That this is this is this is the talking. Point. This is the talking point. You know, <laughs> I, I I feel like also like after that kind of performance, if fans were you know, if fans were allowed in stadiums at this point, like that would probably be like one of the loudest collective boos yeah. you've heard after the final, like from both sets of fans. Yeah, because you know, yeah, both managers were playing it safe, trying not to lose their jobs or trying not to like create a talking point out of them losing. So, yeah, I think also this is one of those things that this is what I I always say, and I think I said after the Chelsea game, I think I think I said after the Chelsea game, this draw from as a Manchester United fan, this draw isn't a bad result if we go ahead and win our next four or five games. If we draw points. Going forward, then we've kind of that is when it's like mm. because right now we're now in the situation we have played four games at home against traditional top six teams and we have only two points and one goal that, and one goal and was it from open play right penalty penalty <laughs> so I get it our away form is exceptional it's like record breaking and that's fine but at some point you know this home form has to turn around mm-hmm. which is I think it was West Brom. We beat only West Brom at home all season in the league. It was the West Brom game, so it's like at some point it has to turn around. So who was the was there any man of the match? Can we can we give her the man of the match? Who was the man of the match for you? Do you know what? <laughs> I'd say it's probably gonna be. I think did John Stones get it? I heard that John Stones got it. I think. Oh, uh, okay. I think so. Um, I might be wrong, but I think he he might have got it. Well, yeah, it'd probably be Maguire or... Yeah, I heard it was Maguire or Shaw between those two. Not... Yeah, it's, it's, it'd be a defender. Definitely yeah. not an attacker. Uh, midfield, I think, obviously, the midfields did okay. Yeah. But nothing to get the man of the match. You normally Maguire, have to put a good ball in or something. Like... Middle of last-minute blocks, too. Last-second last blocks. blocks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's jump into our combined 11. Yeah. 4-3-3 is the formation we're going with. Yeah. So, who is the keeper for this combined eleven? I think it's got to be De Gea. Enough. Over ten, over the last ten years, because mm-hmm. um, we've not had Edison that long. Before Edison, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's got to be, it's got to mm-hmm. be De Gea. Okay, I agree. The speak was that that makes sense. The speak was yeah, five. yeah, it's like five, yeah. five, five out of those ten years. Okay, yeah. at least. So who are who are centre backs? Okay. Oh, company for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's company. This, this is and then it'd be no between. I think I'd say Vidic for the other one, company and Vidic. That's what I would say, but he might have different. 
could be Ferdinand. Mm-hmm. Who else? Don't know. Um, ten years. Yeah. So I was two thousand ten. But it's just based on 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 like yeah, one, how many years they played as yeah, well. Yeah, how many? Yeah, after that, twenty ten. Um, I was thinking more like <laughs> company and smalling. <laughs> yeah. for, for some for some for some reason for some reason he always seems to like <clears throat> smalling always seems to turn up like in the derby i don't i don't know what it is um but he he tends to be very good that's like when you look back at his you know, his, his two goals uh, and come back even as far back as i don't know what year the that community shield comeback was but he scored in that one too so um yeah I, I, I don't yeah. know. That's, yeah, that's... So small for you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, small in company, small in. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I was going to go Vidich just because I like, like her. Yeah, yeah, but that's the whole timeline was, thing is... He, wanted, yeah, he was, like, he was fit, player of the year. He was player of the year in like 2011, if I remember. It was not player of the year. Vidic was. That's one, one of the years. I think 11 was player of the year. The, year, the last, the, the year we won it with like I would consider the least amount of goals. I think it was 2011. I think that was that year. He was player mm. of the year, if I remember correctly. Uh, right back. So we're still with Smallings. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Right back. I want to say Zabaleta. <laughs> Just because of how well City did over the time. Mm-hmm. But then you've got Valencia from United. That's a hard one. I didn't know between Zabaleta and Valencia. Because yeah. I know Valencia did well for United. Mm-hmm. But over the ten years, Zabaleta has been quite solid. So I don't. That's a hard one for me. I, um, I when I was making my list, I was actually gonna put. I was actually gonna shift Zabaleta over to the left. Okay. <laughs> put Valencia or, or one of them. I was gonna switch one of them. One of you know yeah. Zabaleta or Valencia to the left or right. But um, hmm. I don't know. I I'd, I think I'd go for. I think I'd go for Zabaleta. I think Zabaleta is fair. I feel right like back. Valencia's best days, years were as a as a seven, as a forward. Yeah, as, as a, a forward. Yeah. Uh-huh. By the time he was playing as a right back, which was who started playing as a right back, it was LVG that really started LVG. playing. Yeah, that's the right oh, back. We already done out here by that time. That time, City was just yeah, yeah. City was dominating. Left back. I have an interesting choice for it that. It can't be a City player because we haven't really had. Ashley Young. We haven't had so I forever. I forever. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Even if it was three, four years of the ten. No, I yeah. Thing is, thing is, I'm 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 trying so hard not to include because at, at this point, like I'm just so tired of the class of OA. I'm just like I'm trying so hard not to involve them in anything that has to do with like, the new United because I'm sick. I'm sick of it, bro. I'm sick of it. I, 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 absolutely, I understand do. where you are. I do. It's mirrored on these guys. Like, let them go. You know, this was ages ago. Let them go. <laughs> but they themselves don't want to go. Ever, ever. Oh, man. I was it's making... just because City have had such a problem with our left back. Like, we struggled to get a left back. That's... Mm-hmm. And obviously, we have had them, but they've not. They've not been in long enough to kind of mm-hmm. say, oh, they deserve it. That's why I'm thinking Evra, because he was, for Man United, he was there, solid. Yeah, yeah I agree back, so. Yeah, I agree with Evra. Yeah, I think Ashley Young, no. <laughs> I don't think Ashley should be there. Ashley Young. <laughs> no, no, no. 
Oh God, not him. <laughs> I, I just, I was just thinking more in terms of like presence, like you know, who who the mainstays yeah. were, really not not in terms of performance. Okay, yeah. so midfield three, let's jump in. Let's let's move this quickly. Who? I think there? we're gonna disagree on this on okay. the midfield. <laughs> Okay. Oh, so I've got three. Yeah, so I'll give you my three. Okay. And then you can decide who you want to add. Because I know, I think you're going to say a United player. <laughs> but I haven't included a United player just because oh, over wow. the past 10 years, City's midfield has been sick. So De Bruyne has to get in there. Like, mm-hmm. he no has argument. to. No argument, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. David Silva has to be in there. And for me, David Silva's irreplaceable. Like, you can't take him out for any United player. So, it has to be David Silva. Wow. And between, this is what I'm struggling with. So, overall, Yaya, because Yaya was sick. But I'd love to see Fernandinho in there, but I can't put him in because there's too many. So, I think it, it's a hard one because, obviously, if I was going to have two DMs, then I'd have Yaya and Fernandinho. Mm-hmm. Um, and David Silva. That's who I would have as my three. But I think I'm going to say De Bruyne, Yaya, and Silva. <laughs> wow. See, those are like EPL legends. Those so hard. I know. That's so I hard. That. That is so that's hard. a strong midfield. Daniel, uh, put in there. Last 10 Pogba years. Pogba has to get in there. <laughs> Somehow. I don't know who's going to leave. Um, yeah, Pogba's on the bench. <laughs> um yeah that's that's actually really hard to for me i'd say yaya without a question yaya um kevin de bruyne <sighs> you know this, this this says a lot of how so Alex Ferguson, literally, his final years neglected. You know, we love so Alex. Yeah, so yeah. Neglected our midfield. It says yeah, a lot because, yeah. but at this time, we had to beg Uncle Paul Scholes to come back. To come back. <laughs> come out of retirement. Come I mean, I, I mean, it that. says it says a lot. If you can win the league and you know go the distance to Champions League with the midfield of, you know, I mean, not to say that like these guys are shitty or anything, but like yeah. they, they just weren't talked about in the likes of other great midfielders, right. you know, the Kyricks right. and the Fletchers and the O'Shea's. Right. You know, it's we didn't really have any like crazy midfielders. So that's, that's yeah, I, I think I think I'd yeah, I'd, I'd go with a, a full city three. I was gonna say Karik, but like Karik cannot cannot step in of these three guys. Nah, he can't. That's what I thought step. you were gonna say, Karik, but I, I was just gonna say Karik. Yeah, yeah, overall. No. Yeah, 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 for sure. Last 10 years, like, he can't really, I can't leave Yaya <laughs> out, you know. David Silva's just one of the best players Premier League scene, so can't leave him out. He's a bit of a silent player. Like, he doesn't have the big stats, but he... Honestly, yeah, I didn't, I didn't start appreciating David Silva until probably, I think maybe his last season. Yeah. Because I always... The thing about me is I consider, like, especially like certain Spanish players, I consider them sort of like luxury players. Like they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be like, you wouldn't see them like heavily involved in like the physical aspects of the game just because like they have like these deft touches and like movement and stuff. But man, Silva, like what a send-off year he had. Like even with the quarantine and you know, lockdown and everything, like 
his performances coming out of that was just, yeah, it's mind blowing. Think about it. Almost all the derbies we lost to City during this Guardiola run, and even before, David Silva had a hand in destroying been, us. Yeah, he's almost been in the all the derbies. I remember. I, I've always written that because even from the the time the six one, you know, Balotelli thing, he knows how to pick defenses apart. Like he is the he is the king of match control. Like the only player I know in European football at the time who. I could put better than David Silva at when David Silva was his peak in like match control, like how to quicken the pace, when to slow it down, when to make that incisive pass, the pre-assist that they, like they call it the pass, yeah, 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 the assist yeah. for the assist. He was very good at doing that. Mm-hmm. The only other person I knew that was I could say better than was Iniesta. That was the only other person I used to put above Silva. That's how much I rated him. Like this guy is incredible. Like anytime we played CD, if Silva starts, I'm like, oh my god, I'm worried because yeah. I know is it that he's making the pass for the pass. Or is the one scoring the goal? A lot of times, I was scoring those rebounds. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, why this guy every time? Yeah, I, I, I hated him with a passion. I was like, this guy every time he picked us apart. So yeah, he has to get in there. He so loved the Old Trafford as well, man. He said what? He loved Old Trafford. Yeah, like, he did. That, I wouldn't argue that he yeah, always yeah. used to mm-hmm. just pick up, pick us mm-hmm. apart. <laughs> the front three. Let's go to the front three now. The front three. Okay. Oh, okay, so this is hard, this one. Okay, so I've put, you've got to put Rooney in there. Absolutely. You know, um, so I'll put Rooney on a wing. Don't care which one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you can play, both, you can play, you can play anywhere. Yeah, um, I'll put Aguero as the striker because consistently. Oh, I give you. I agree. You. And then the other wing was a little bit harder. I've just put Sterling in terms of the leagues that he's won us. Do you know when he's come and scored good goals? I know at the moment he's not on the best form. But statistically, Sterling is sick. It's just that he doesn't look always at the best. Because he misses so many chances, mm-hmm. he doesn't look the best. But he statistically is good. So, yeah, I think last 10 years... You know, because I would have said maybe Van Persie, but it was only like one year, two years. So it's not long enough. Like, so I think that's why. Um, mm. But yeah, that's who I'd go with. I don't really mind if you change Sterling. Cause I'd go with Rashford for Sterling. Yeah, I thought you might put Rashford. Yeah. I don't really mind. Yeah, don't really bother me. It's just because he's done well in the derbies, I guess. He's always called Yeah, him. yeah, because like Graham Sterling's record in the derbies. Oh, yeah. Very, if it, if very, it's very about the derby, yeah, Rashford all yeah. day long. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Personally, that, that's what I based it on. Sterling doesn't turn Oh, up you, ba- you based yours on the. On yeah, the I just based it on like derby performance. I didn't think like. Oh, okay. like, oh, like, okay. combined. I was saying like in totality. Just in totality. Yeah, I mean, in totality. I'd still probably put. I'd, yeah, I mean, Sterling gets ahead of him, yeah, but I'd probably still put Rashford in ahead of Sterling. You think Rashford is a better player than Sterling? Hmm. Don't put me on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this argument. That's, that's not what I said. Okay, um, no, 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 you can't. You can't. That's, that's, no, that's not what I said. I think, I think Rashford has the potential to be a better player. Okay. To be the better player. Okay. I, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. With, a, with better coaching, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think Sterling is just, is just coached better, and is in a better. System. He is, he is, and like you've you've literally seen his improvement, like yeah, from like his yeah. first season. Rashford at so. City would kill it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make that happen. Yo, 
No, that's, that's what happened. That's what happened. When I meet Rashford, I'm just gonna be like, you know, why don't you just come to City? It makes sense. Like, uh, no, he would never do that. Uh, so you have to put you have to put it for his name, Sir Sir Rashford. You know, it's an MBE. You know, MBE. Sir Rashford. <laughs> he's Mancunia, hundred percent. He's not. Yeah, nah, he's not. I like Rashford. I know his brother. I don't know but, his whole family. But oh, you do? Brother. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do we do? Do we do bench? Bench is just gonna get complicated. I don't think we should do bench. Nice. Who's manager? <laughs> we need to guess. If, it. We need if, to guess it's, if it's Derby Day, then I'd say Pogba on the bench. Um, I'm just trying to think. Derby Day, Derby you Day. Get to put, you Derby get to put Day. one defender. One midfielder, one striker on the bench. Okay, That's so the good. striker for if we're talking about Derby Day, then I would say Jacko potentially, either Jacko or Van Persie. Okay. Um, defender Derby. Just trying to think. Uh. They haven't been really any notable solid performances like so, solid center back performances on derby day just because like we're used to seeing so many goals just in general like if it's not four three it's a three two yeah. it's a two one it's a right. six, one. i think we need to go we have we have just nine minutes left the, the time has popped up <laughs> uh, daniel just choose somebody so pogba we can agree pogba is on the yeah, bench pogba is the midfielder defender Defender, and I don't know, um, Laporta, I don't know. Yeah, Laporte. yeah Laporte recently. Laporta is good. Um, striker. Yeah. Striker. Uh, Anthony Martial. Or, man, going back 10 years, City have a lot of strikers. That's what I mean. I think, <sighs> I'm just trying to think, because I know Nasri scored a few. But he's not a striker. Um, Jekko. Jekko. I'd go Jekko with Jekko. Jekko. Yeah. Jekko. Jekko. Really good. <laughs> he was Such an annoying guy to face. <laughs> going going into dubs, there were there were two two things that like I was always worried about. It could be any random two things, but the one thing that was constant was always Aguero at the near post. Aguero at the near post. Like in my head, like I've seen him. <laughs> Fizzing the ball in from a ridiculously tight angle, and it's he's just absolutely roofed it each time, each time, and it happens every single time. I would never forget the one. Oh my god! I think it was Mario's final year. The three-one. That, that, that was that was a brutal game. Like they like... sucked the life out of us. Then <laughs> they killed us in the second half of that goal, and then Raheem goes into the corner. And he's like, he's like shielding the ball with the like, with the corner flag and doing like tricks and stuff yeah, yeah. against thirty something year old Juan Mata. I was like, come on, come on. That ball, I was just mad. That was, that was brutal. How, how can you defend this? Like, look at where this guy put the ball. <laughs> I got was just yeah something else. Okay, we have to jump to our awards. Uh, let's start with Daniel. What, what, which one? Donkey for the week. Um, kudos for the week. Kudos for the week. Uh, tight one. I'd say Demba Ba. Um, yeah. Obviously, for you know obvious reasons, the whole you know 
Shenanigans that we yeah, went on at Istanbul. Yeah. Istanbul. It was it was it was glad. I know I was glad to see that at least he you know he spoke up you know stood up for what he he believed in and yeah. you know a lot of things have to change with regards to like language in general yeah. and how it pertains to racism in the sport. Um, like there's no excuse you know whatsoever. So yeah, you know, kudos to him. Um, Biggest donk. I don't know. Uh, Ole, Ole, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like I said, like I said, there's no reason to play. Like I would, I wouldn't mind playing the way we did at Leipzig and losing three two, but still, like to City, but still being in. It's the Champions League, man. I told all my Arsenal friends about Thursday football, and like here I am, like. Waiting for the stupid Europa League anthem to start playing <laughs> on Thursdays in in in, in the spring. I, I'm not watching. I'm sorry. I'm I, like, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not. I'm definitely not watching. I'm not watching. I will Whatever definitely do not there, watch I'm doing something else. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if it's an interesting yep. game, I'll catch There's highlights. nothing making me watch soccer on a Thursday. No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yannicka, <laughs> who's your kudos for the week and donkey of the week? Um. I'm gonna stick with. I'm gonna stick with the Champions League. Um, my kudos of the week has to be a Man City player, which is Angelino for Leipzig. What? Because he <laughs> got wow. one goal and two assists against United to kick you. Like I'm sorry, right? That was that was the rivalry that we needed in the derby. Like. Mm-hmm. Got a Man City mm-hmm. player kicking United out of Europe, and then when it comes to the time for us to kick you when you're down, the players don't even turn up. Like, oh mate, I'm annoyed. I would have scored in that derby. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, it has to be him. I think he had a great game. He plays really well in their system. Doesn't work so well for City, but plays really well in their system. Um, donkey of the week's a hard one. Um, ooh. I think okay I'm going to give it Lukaku right and my reason for giving it Lukaku is he headed it out <laughs> like come on like you need to get that goal uh, you know? he gets it on target and you head it away he stopped like, it from going in Lukaku is so unlucky like, though no, didn't, didn't um, he uh, what's his name Timo Werner, I think last week he had like a like a, a similar chance where if he had left yeah. the ball, yeah. it would have gone into the net. And then like, right. what are you doing? You know? <laughs> oh my goodness. Nah, so that I was, that was an embarrassing uh, yeah. Sticking with the Champions League, my kudos for the week actually goes to Marco Rosa, the manager for Munchugla- Borussia Mönchengladbach. This is their first time. That team, I think they have this one of the lowest net spend value team. Their first time they qualified for the Champions League second round in a group that had Real Madrid and Inter, Inter Milan. <laughs> and they made it through. So kudos to them, kudos to their manager, kudos to the German league. I think they call them the Farmers League. The Farmers League have four people now in the knockout stages. So yeah, so that's my kudos for the week. The donkey of the week is sticking. It's two people actually sticking with Champions League. Also, the, the officials, you know, like you mentioned, I think that's unacceptable. Um, between PSG and Istanbul, Bashakhtar, I think that's how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. The guy that called him um, the 
black guy thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think and a lot of narratives around that, in my opinion, should take the donkey donkey of the week. People like John Barnes, who felt he had it was his place to come and speak out for everybody and you know put a spotlight on the reaction of a black person again instead of concern on actual the actual problem. Uh, yeah. I think all of everybody around that they, they get my donkey discourse. Yep. Yeah, yep. discuss. Even Micah Richards, I was I was kind of disappointed. Um, oh yeah, because he tried to be like, when people are talking about racism and race relations, and somebody goes, um, "Let me be the, like, let me play the devil's advocate." Like, like I promise you, the devil did not ask. <laughs> like you completely lose me there, where you're like, right. "Oh, let me play devil's advocate." I'm like, no, like, no. We, no, we should not be always off for debate. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I think. Like some things can be debatable, but when it comes to racism, if you're not gonna say something pro-black, just don't say anything at all. Yeah. And right. I think John Barnes, he's the worst one the because worst. he seems to represent black oh people when he's just yeah, he's he's only black on the outside. <laughs> um, uh, the other the other donkey of the week, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. It's Antonio Conte. He's on fraud watch. The manager of Inter. <laughs> you cannot. I'm sorry. Even when he was in Juventus, oh, and he had, like, he had a world class team. He's he has never gone past the quarterfinals. He knows how to win league titles. I think he, he gets a lot of applauded for that. What did he do at Chelsea? I think that was fantastic. He came within one season, won the league, ran away with it. I give him respect for that. But his record in Europe is terrible. So yes, sucks. he gets my donkey. He's on. He's he on my sucks. fraud watch. Serious fraud watch right now. Like how can he? He didn't even make Europa. He went out completely. Completely. Yeah. That 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 is where we're going to end. We have less than a minute. That's where we're going to end. Yannicka uh, from Caldem City. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. This was fun, Daniel. Yep. As always, you know, United. Sure. Mm. Hopefully, we finish above the the noisy neighbors. I mean, right now we're above them, so. I mean, finish above at the end oh, of the season. No, we could, we could, yeah. <laughs> I hope we, we, we both have a game in hand. Someone was saying today that, oh, um, Man City are still, uh, what's it called? They're still in the title race. I'm like, yo, look at the table. Everyone, everyone's in the Everybody title race. Everyone's in the title right race. <laughs> everyone's in the title race, right? Because like we're two points off the top with like a game in hand. Yeah. Both of us. So it's, you know. Let me wrap it up. Um, th- thanks for coming, guys. Uh, at the end of the pod, a lot of addresses will be there. Also look out for the FPL updates. That'll be at the end of the pod. Nice. Welcome to another edition of your footy fantasy FPL segment. And we're going to be talking about who's hot and who's not. And today we're talking about the person who's not hot. His name is Timo Werner. Timo Werner of Chelsea. Price of 9.4 million and is blanked for four straight games without scoring. Okay, set up a couple of goals in that time, but for that price, you're expecting much, much better. And with Chelsea looking like they'll be back to scoring ways in the next few fixtures, it might be time to be getting rid of Timo Warner and trying to get in strikers who actually score, maybe like Danny Inks, who's cheaper and who's also on penalties. So Timo Werner. Is no longer hot. And who's hot? Well, Thomas Suchek of West Ham, causing a lot of harm and damage 
to, to opponents from set pieces. He scored in back-to-back -back games and his price point is the most attractive proposition because he's just costing 5 million and he's played 90 minutes almost every single week. Thomas Sushek is hot, hot, hot. And West Ham are very good at set pieces. And Thomas Sushek is somebody who will be getting assists and goals from those situations. So get him in your team as a budget option coming up to the busy Christmas period. So keep an eye out for all the COVID-19 news. See which players are going to be out. The injuries are piling up. Players are going to be arrested over this busy period. So it's a game of cat and mouse, trying to read into the press conferences and trying to see which managers might be arresting which players. So this is one way to keep on top. That's my tip. Read a lot of news, a lot of Premier League news, if you want to keep on top during this period. And don't forget, the wild card will be coming into action very soon, the second wild card of the season. So don't panic too much. Don't waste too many points on taking negative hits, but try to plan towards the wild card and a potential double game week also coming up. That's our segment for this week. Take it easy and talk to you next time. Cheers.